We fall, we break, we fail. But then we rise, we heal, we overcome. I choose to live by choice, not by chance. To be motivated, not manipulated. To be useful, not used. To make changes, not excuses. To excel, not compete. I choose self-esteem, not self-pity. I choose to listen to my inner voice, not the random opinions of others. I choose to do the things others will not, so I can continue to do the things others cannot. Fate whispers to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm. The warrior replied, I am the storm. This is Doc's Daily Dose, and you are a warrior. Welcome to Doc's Daily Dose. I'm your host, Coach Doc. One of the things I always tell my football players when I was coaching was, it's okay to be nervous before the game, but there's no reason for you to be scared. And there's two reasons for that. Nerves are natural, right? I mean, so is fear, but to have those nerves, those butterflies, it means you care, you want to do well. It's a new situation. But to be scared is assuming an outcome. You don't know what's going to happen. That other person across the field from you is another human being who puts on their pants and shoulder pads and helmet the same way you do. You may not know what they're capable of, but they have no idea what you are capable of. So I tell them, it's all right to be nervous. Just don't be scared. There's no reason to fear. And if you can switch that fear to nerves and understand the difference and differentiate between the two, you're going to be way better for it because it's a lot easier to step across the line of nervousness than it is of fear. And I got to see that with my middle son just these past three weeks. So, you know, he had been recruited to play in travel flag football where like they went out of state, Arizona, Nevada, all throughout California, northern and southern to play these big tournaments. I mean, it was kind of a big deal. But then in his last tournament for flag, because we were like, we're going to take a break. It's been a year and a half. Like, we're going to have you do some other sports. And he wants to run track and play basketball because I don't want him to get burned out with the sport that he loves the most. But in his last tournament, we were approached by a young coach who said, hey, are you uh, Alum's dad? And I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, would you mind if Alum came and played on my tackle football team? And I was like, well, we kind of said we weren't going to have them play tackle unless they wanted to. But the earliest age would be middle school, sixth grade, once they hit puberty. But how much does it cost? What's the fees on? He's like, don't worry about it. And I knew as a coach myself right there, if someone's going to recruit my son, pay the fee that's, you know, close to $750, well, they know my son's not being put in danger of being hurt. Like he's not going out there with giants. They see that he is going to be a benefit to the team and that it's probably pretty safe. But of course, I'm a football coach, so I want to check the thing out. And I asked my son and he said, yeah, I really want to play. So, okay. We'll go and check this out. And for the last three weeks, they've been having their what they call hell weeks, where it's two hours a day of practice, six days a week. And now my middle son is pretty small, super athletic, ripped up, but he's a tiny guy. I mean, hell, I was 5'1", 110 pounds until going into the summer of 10th grade. And then all of a sudden, I shot up to 5'10", 5'11", was about 160. But I played tackle football when I was that little, all throughout middle school. And what happened for me was I was really scared to have contact because I was so little. And it wasn't until my third year, eighth grade, and there's this kid, Justin Underwood, I'll never forget him. I just didn't like him. 
he had this cocky ass attitude and just thought he was just better than everyone. And we kept bickering and bickering. And one day in practice, coach was like, I'm over this shit. Line it up. You too, right now. And we did a hitting drill and there was zero fear. I just wanted to destroy this kid. And we turned around and ran full speed into each other and just had a stalemate. Boom. My ear pad flew out. His shoulder piece popped off. And then we kind of looked at each other. And from that moment on, we were friends. And from that moment on, the light switch had flipped for me when it came to contact. That's what I was known for in high school and college was hitting really, really hard because all the fear was gone. I still got nervous before games or nervous when I saw a big dude across the line from me. But no fear, just reckless abandon. And so when my son started playing, I was nervous for him and I could see that he was nervous. And, you know, I let the coaches try to teach him. And then when we got home, I was like, look, I'm going to show you the real way to do this thing or the thing to keep you safe. I mean, hell, I do have a scientific published paper on correct form tackling. And so I taught him how to tackle, ease this fear a bit. See, knowledge will do that. When you get knowledge and training, that fear starts to dissipate because you're not thinking about the unknown. You're not looking into a black abyss. There's some light there because now you have information. But still, even with that light shining through that black hole, you got to walk a little further to see what's at the end of the tunnel. And so after I showed my son some stuff and kept kind of talking to him in his ear every time they had a tackling drill, well, I saw the light switch flip. And sure enough, he got a handoff, came around the corner, and there's some kid about two inches taller than him coming full speed at him. And it was a collision course. And I stood up out of my chair like, oh, my God. And what I did know about this other kid was that my son did not like him because he's always messing around in practice. And my son, when he plays sports, he gets serious like I do. And my son turned that corner, picked up speed, dropped that fear and ran through this kid, completely lifted him off his feet and onto his back and then slammed the ball and just like flexed. And I mean, you could just see it. Then you got a few days later, he's on defense. And he's running to make a hit on some kid and he just absolutely lights him up. And so I'm like, oh, he's getting it. And then we get to our first scrimmage and we play the number one team in the league and they show up and like we just weren't ready for them. No way whatsoever. And my son has never played defense outside of practice like one or two times. But kids kept being scared and intimidated and pretending to be hurt so that they wouldn't have to go out on the field. I mean, I know a pride injury when I see one. And so they put my little ass son out there on defense against these giant monsters. Everybody on their team was bigger than our guys, except for one of our guys. And you know who showed up? Chasing guys down, making tackles. The smallest guy on the field, my middle son, because he had no fear. He had no fear because he got the information and knowledge. And he crossed the lines of nervousness by walking through that tunnel and seeing where it went and how well he could do. And so that skill just kept building and building and that confidence kept building and building. Fast forward to practice on Friday. They're just doing hitting drills and tackling form and all defensive stuff all day before another scrimmage. And I'm watching my son just have no fear whatsoever. Now, when they do line up, I noticed, and it was very intelligent on his part, but he could count across the line like who he's going to end up facing, who he's going to have to tackle. And we have one kid who is like five foot nine. 180 pounds, 190 pounds. I mean, he's just a behemoth of a young man. He's 10 years old and he's Samoan. He's just a giant, but such a teddy bear. Nice kid. Now, as a coach, I would never give that kid the ball and have anyone tackle him because that kid will never have the ball. He's going to be on the line. He'll never touch the ball, but they want everybody to get comfortable. And so I saw my son getting ready to tackle him, but I saw another kid next to him. So I figured, oh, they're doing that thing where 
the bigger kid goes. And so I didn't really pay it any mind because normally I probably would have jumped up and been like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. But the whistle blew and my kid took off running at this kid. And I was like, oh, my God. But you know what he did? He was the only one to tackle this big ass kid with perfect form. Zero fear because of the information and crossed the bounds of nervousness by walking through that dark tunnel with whatever light he had. He's now the captain of the team, playing both defense, offense, and special teams. He scores touchdowns and gets the biggest hits of all the scrimmages. Zero fear. It's okay to be nervous, but there's no reason for you to be scared when you're entering into a new endeavor. You don't know the outcome. You don't know how it's going to go. Instead of thinking what's the worst that could happen, what about what's the best that could happen? You get rid of some of that fear by finding information that's going to help you along that journey that'll be your flashlight in this dark tunnel of the unknown. So your homework, find something small that scares you. It could be something big too, but it's always great to start off small. Something small that scares you. Then ask yourself, what am I scared about? Write all those down. See how much of them are assumptions. Are any of them certain? you know that that is the exact thing that's going to happen. If it is, plan for it. Most of the time, you're going to realize you know nothing about the outcome because you know nothing about this thing you're scared of. And then switch that feeling to nervousness. Get the information you need to be prepared for whatever you think those outcomes may be. And then do the thing and keep doing the thing. That fear will dissipate. That nervousness will subside. And before you know it, you will have walked deeper in that tunnel with a brighter light than you ever thought. And you might, just might, end up on the other side where you can see everything unfold right in front of you. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And much love always. Be grateful for adversity, for it forces the human spirit to grow. For surely, the human character is formed not in the absence of difficulty, but in our response to difficulty. Thank you for listening to Doc's Daily Dose. I truly appreciate you. The ability to be honest and show strength and vulnerability doesn't happen without you pressing play. If you've got any suggestions, any ideas, or simply want to help make this show bigger and better, at the end of the show notes here, please feel free to donate and support Doc's Daily Dose. If you've got any questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, well, hit me up. A simple email, coachdoc at muchlovealways.com. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter on muchlovealways.com and check out anything else on the website. Again, I'm truly thankful for you. Much love always.